0: Bite of Courage is about you and me. It's about ordinary people aspiring to live their best, most authentic life by overcoming vulnerability and fear. It's about finding our courage and sharing our stories and discovering in the process that we're a lot more similar than we are dissimilar. Bite of Courage is about hope, about connecting with others, about choosing love over fear and having the courage to be who we're truly meant to be. Bite of Courage is about us. Hi, everyone. My guest today on Bite of Courage is Skyla Stillo. Skyla is a senior in high school and a free spirit who wants to show the world that the lows in life are not weaknesses, but strengths. Her goal is to spread love and hope and to be a beacon of light for those who need it. She also started a blog last year called Unlabeled, where she writes about self-love, mental health, and fashion. It's not who you wear, she says, it's who you are. Welcome, Skyla. Thanks for being on Bite of Courage today. (laughs) Hi! So your line, it's not who you wear, it's who you are, reminds me of the poem you wrote on your blog called The Phases of Life, where you say, no matter what people see, know that you are you, and no one can change that. It doesn't matter how you look. If you are being yourself, then you already are beautiful. And I just want to say... Among many of the poems that I read, this was one of the lines that really jumped out at me. It took me years, and by years I mean decades, to understand that concept, that the most beautiful person in the room is always the one with the most confidence. So I really appreciated that sentiment. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, well, listen. I heard about your blog from one of my nieces, Lizzie, who happens to be a classmate of yours, and I was really inspired by your story and the courage that it took to create your blog, unlabeled. So, I wanted to share part of that story with our guest today, and I'd like to start by asking you what your definition of courage is.
1: Um, for me, I think it's, I think. Courage is so different from, like, bravery and everything, but I think that it takes someone who is wholehearted to have courage, someone who um, can make mistakes, can fall down, can be anxious, can be all of these things that hold them back from their best life and then end up living it anyway. People who can take this and turn them into strength in the good and the bad days. I think it's someone who can just find the light wherever they go They're then mm. into the darkness of like what is the world
0: I love that walking through the dark and following the light yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with that in mind with that definition in mind can you tell me what happened to you that led to your decision to start your blog unlabeled so
1: um I struggle with mental health issues I have for many years now um It was actually my first time being hospitalized um, when I was a junior in high school, so last year. Um, And it's really hard going through that process and missing school, being out, people asking where you are. But I just wanted to be really open and say, yeah, I was getting help because I have my mental health issues.
0: Um, Did any of your close friends know?
1: So yes, my closest friends knew, like just a couple girls. But um, when. I got back to school. A lot of people were asking me, like people who were just randomly in my classes, um, were asking me like where I had been, like what I was doing, and I would just say I was getting help for uh, mental health. And then I was actually at that time I was on the dance team at my high school, and um, one of the girls who had like known me since I was so young told a bunch of the girls that they shouldn't talk to me and I was broken Hmm. and so obviously like that hurt really bad and I was so upset about it and I didn't really know what to do because I didn't like I never thought she was wrong at that time because I was so um, sad about what she said I was like maybe I am broken Hmm. Um, but when I got home that night I was talking to my mom and like saying like what she had done, and I realized that she was completely wrong. If anything, I was more stronger than ever. And I didn't want anyone who had gone through what I've gone through to feel that way when they're getting back into their routine of normal life. Um, So that night, I actually made this blog, um, and I just really, my whole point really was that nobody should be treated the way I was treated when I just went through, so many things in my life I didn't want anyone to feel that way I was over it, kind of so it was kind of like a rebellious way of me telling her off <laughs> and saying like this is me so don't say that I'm broken
0: what a positive uh thing for you to do with your anger and frustration <laughs> to pour it back into something that's become you know that's that people are following you now and that you're helping so many people um if I remember correctly, you had attempted to take your own life. Is that correct? Yes, that's and correct. what, uh, when you decided that you were going to do that, can you describe to me what you were feeling, what you were longing for that you weren't getting up to that point?
1: Um, so I had a really rough year with my family, um, the year before that. So um, from October to January, I lost so many people in my life, um, but the two biggest people that had an impact on my life, my grandpa and my little cousin, Joey, who's seven, we're really family friends, but I call him my cousin. <laughs> he was only seven and um, away from cancer, and my grandpa passed away from cancer, and they were only two months apart, really, and my heart was completely shattered. Um, During the time they were both sick, um, I just would constantly pray every single night because I just didn't understand why people who were so loved and wanted to live so badly were sick. When me, I felt like I was so lonely and I felt like, well, I don't even want to live. Why should I live when they have died? I felt like almost like it was my fault.
0: Hmm.
1: And... Obviously, that's not true. Like, it's not my fault that people get cancer. But I was so heartbroken with the fact that two people that were so close to me that I love so dearly were gone. And a person who was struggling so hard to live every day was still here. Me. So, yeah.
0: Had you been, is that when you started going to therapy, or had you been going up to that point?
1: I had been going for a couple of years then.
0: Um, and what were you struggling with then? What what prompted you to start seeing a therapist then?
1: I had really bad social anxiety. Um, I would get panic attacks every time I was in a crowd. It became like a daily thing where I would have a full-blown panic attack, and um, so I started going to therapy. But... I eventually got to the point where I was so scared to go into Starbucks to like drive by myself to get out of the house and I would have panic attacks in my home because I was so scared of everything.
0: And how did you, you know, one of the things I was just thinking too, I wish mental health was called brain health and I think... Yeah. It's very courageous that you when you I know you said earlier when you went back to school and you said, you know, you told your friends that you were getting, you know, some help with mental health. And I think that's one very brave of you to do that. I, I think that calling it brain health would even help demystify the stigma around mental health. I mean, we oh, go, definitely. We tell, we tell my boys all the time we go to the dentist for a toothache or to a medical doctor for a broken bone or a CAT scan. It'd be nice if there wasn't such a stigma around getting a brain scan or seeing a therapist. We all have varying degrees of emotions. It's what makes us human. So one of my questions I wanted to go back to is when you did go to school and you were going through that with the kids at school, you had written something in Maya's Mental Health, And I think it's really important for, well, for any age, but one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this is because I know having two teenagers of my own that this is really prevalent. There's a lot of talk about suicide, and I tell them sometimes when they need a day off, and I talked to them about it. It's like, it's okay to take a mental health day. Let's figure out right. how we can help you and what it is that you need. Why do you want to take the day off for mental health reasons? That's, for me, it's always about getting to the underlying issue. But there was something you wrote right. yeah. in uh, May as mental health. And if you wouldn't mind reading that, I think it's really poignant because I think this happens at every high school. Okay. All day at
1: school, I constantly hear words come out of people's mouths that are harmful. I'm just going to kill myself, so I do not have to take that test. Sorry, I was depressed last night, so I did not answer your text. But the thing is, depression is not just one moment. It is not just come and go. It is a state of being. And killing yourself may get you out of the test, but it gets you out of this beautiful world, too. More teens die from suicide than they do from anything else every single year, yet we still struggle to realize how big of an issue it is. When you hear people say out loud while laughing that they are just going to kill themselves, they do not realize that there is someone next to them who had tried once. That the person in the back of the class who never speaks has been hospitalized. That a child who had a loving family died just a couple months ago from truly feeling that way. We should not have to sit back and wait until something huge happens to see that mental illness is a topic in which we need to take control of. We should not have to be explaining to people that depression and anxiety is not just sadness or nervousness still. We have come so far in this world yet we are not capable of admitting there is a problem with the lack of help for mental illness. I am done letting depression, anxiety, and mood disorders win. I am fighting back because I want to live. And I want all those who suffer to get through every single day to live. So right now, you if you are reading this, if you right now feel that you are ready to fight with me, I want you to get out of bed, get up, blast, blast music, and go crazy. Dance, sing, just get up. Do not let these things take you over. You can take your happiness back. I believe you can.
0: <laughs> Bravo. That's really <laughs> thank you. I am really blown away that somebody at your age in high school. I mean it it could not have been easy to make that decision. I think that girl probably did you a favor. How has how has this been received with your friends? What kind of What has that been like? Um
1: my friends all really helped me with this. Like they all think it's wonderful. Um the school actually is amazing with it they I just recently my principal found my blog and wants to like incorporate it into the school next year after I graduate just to help with mental health and I think it's just for me um, it's like you get the people that are like oh my god she's a blogger like and like it's annoying but for me I don't even realize that they exist because I'm caught up in like how wonderful people people are in general general. so I mean it's wonderful having it
0: that's great it's um it's such a valuable lesson that you learned at such a young age that you can turn this around and give back to trying to make other people's lives better and to offer them light and to give them hope and to be that beacon yeah. um can you talk a little bit about what the moment was like for you when you woke up and you know you at that moment you had to summon Every ounce of courage I would imagine inside of you to say, "I choose life."
1: Yeah. Um, so, the day it was happening with me, um, I realized I I was in the bathroom and I was thinking to myself, like, "What am I doing?" Um, my mom is like my best friend, so uh, what would she do if I was gone? And Obviously, I was sobbing at the thought of, like, hurting anyone else. Um, But I was also thinking about, like, I'm crazy about nature, so I love being outside. And one of my favorite things to do is see the sunrise and sunset. And I was thinking, well, I'll never be able to see that again in my life then. Or I haven't even fallen in love yet or gotten married or I haven't even gone to college. Like, I don't even know what my life could be. So why would I ended at such a young age, when I have so much more to do. Like, obviously, high school's hard, and life was so hard. But when I thought about my future, that was always what kept me going. Even in my hard times now, I mean, I was in the hospital for two months this year already, again. And the whole time, I was like, you know what? I still get to go and be free whenever I want to be. Like, now I'm 18. So much has changed. I'm still struggling, but... My life is going on still. So it's just like this whole thing of um, I still, like, want to just have hope for the future. I don't want it just to end when I'm down because I know there's more to life than that.
0: So when you woke up in the hospital, was it that aha moment where you thought, I have everything to live for? Because obviously it sounds like you, I don't know if you would call it a relapse. You know, you said you ended up in the hospital for a couple of months this year um what what got you to that place again was it depression anxiety did you get so low where you wanted to take your own life again how did how did that happen for you
1: um so i have struggled for so long now um with self-harm um cutting yes and i cut for a year and a half now Mm -hmm. um I tried before, but I was never addicted, really. It becomes almost like an addiction. When, like, you feel low, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started, I kind of relapsed on that more. Um, My depression, I have episodes of, like, just total darkness. Can't get out of bed, doesn't eat, doesn't shower. Um, So they're ruling out, I have another disorder, um, and I'm, they're ruling out like what it is. There's between two disorders. So really it was a mixture of not having the right medicine and having another episode of just, um, yeah, depression was really bad and I was suicidal, but I didn't take any action on that. Um, Where is cause case? right away
0: you did the first, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: right. Um, but right away, when I felt it, I was like, "I'm telling my mom because I'm not letting myself get bad again." Because I want, I don't want to do it again. So um, I told my parents, and yeah, they called me in.
0: So wow, it was great that you had clearly the, the therapy helped up to that point, and there were you recognized the triggers clearly, right. and you were able mm-hmm. to. Um, ask for help, which I think is so important. I know that one of the things I read in your blog, I think it was when you were sitting in the car with your best friend. Oh, yeah. And she gave you the quote from Mother Teresa who coincidentally simply says that courage is doing small things with love. And I thought that was beautiful that there you are sitting with your friend and she's offering this gesture of love by reading you the Mother Teresa quote. Would you mind reading that yeah for sure it's my favorite quote ever (laughs) Mm. people are
1: often unreasonable illogical and self-centered forgive them anyway if you are kind people may accuse you of selfish ulterior ulterior motives be kind anyway if you are successful you will win some false friends and some true enemies succeed anyway if you are honest and frank People may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world you be- the best you've got anyway. You see... And the final analysis is between you and God, and your God. It was never between you and them anyway. Mother Teresa. <laughs>
0: hmm, that's beautiful. That's one of my favorite quotes too.
1: Yeah.
0: One of the things I think is also really important for us to talk about today, I know for me that healing and recovery go hand in hand, that mm-hmm. In order to continue growing into the person that I'm meant to be, I have to be mindful of the relationships that matter to me the most. So every day I pray for the courage to be vulnerable, to set set boundaries and to be kind and loving when I do, and to look for opportunities that make me feel safe and seen and heard and valued and cared for, all that stuff. But it's not easy. Can you... Can you tell me some of the things that you do every day, concrete steps that you take in your routine to find the courage to be vulnerable and mindful of being who you are so you can get what you need and keep growing into the person that you're meant to be? Because clearly between the uh, first time that you attempted suicide and, for lack of a better word, a relapse where you recognize the triggers and you asked your mom for help and you had family and friends to support you. What are the things that you do every day to sort of set up this routine of good habits?
1: Um, So I actually do a lot because it takes a lot sometimes to get out of bed. And I think that's the biggest thing when you have depression. Um, So the first thing I do in the morning, my alarm I'm obsessed with the Beatles (laughs) and I love the sun. So here comes the sun is my alarm. So every morning I just have like something good that wakes me up every morning. Um, Another thing is um, I am like obsessed with fashion. It's always been my thing. Um, And my favorite thing to do is put crazy things together. Like, so many people at school are like, yeah, she's the crazy dresser. <laughs> it's just like what I do. So I look, get up and I immediately go to my closet and put a new art piece together every single day because that's what I do. Um, I also practice um, this coping skill, actually, that I've learned through my journey. Um, that's affirmations. So on my mirror, I have different things like remember to love yourself. You are worthy You are strong Um, and it's not just like simple things like that always, but it's things that obtain to me like I'm a very sensitive person, but it's actually a strength for me. I have a bunch of like I have so much empathy for people. So you are sensitive. You have layers. You are unique like everything that I you are a writer, like everything that I really love about myself that I forget about times that I feel horrible about myself, I say to myself and see it on the mirror every single day for me. So um, yeah, those are my things. Also, I recently (laughs) started not wearing makeup and I kind of just am out there. I obviously am a teenage girl who goes to puberty, who has like her puberty all messed up and everything. And my skin is not perfect, but I honestly feel like when I don't wear makeup, I'm taking everyone's power. Like I'm taking my own power and just being myself completely and utterly. So you're yeah.
0: you're, you're amazing. <laughs> Thanks. That, oh, yeah. Not not a lot of, lot of women at any age can do that. And <laughs> to do it in high school, Skyla, is really, really remarkable. I you know, one of the things I started doing positive affirmations and kind of just trying to retrain my brain, so to speak, a long time ago. I got sober 20 years ago. And wow. so, you know, that's why I, while our stories might be different.
1: Very similar. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just
0: what we might have different paths getting there, but our pain right. and suffering we share. And yes. so I do a lot of those kinds of things too, and meditation and mm-hmm but one of the things i i do with my kids uh among many things i you know i do the positive affirmations with them as well but one of the things i tell them every night which i try to do myself is when i say goodnight to them and we say some prayers and i tell them when they're falling asleep every night to go through the list of things in their head of all of the things that they did right or or well, because our mind automatically wants to remember the negative. I don't know why. Yes, Um, it does. I forget who it was. Rick Hansen. I think he's a neuropsychologist. I think it was Sam that said that our uh, negative thoughts are like Velcro to the brain. Mm. So I don't know, maybe there's some neuroscience behind it, but in any event, I want them to be retraining their, I want them to be training their brain. I'm retraining mine, but I want them to actually train theirs now. Because right. Because I think the younger you are, the closer you are to a beginner's mind, which is why I'm, I think it's so wonderful that you're learning these valuable lessons now. So I have them just go through the list in their head of all the things they did well so they can start to connect those neural pathways. Yes. Yes. Uh. You know, and it's just a small thing, but it's these little tiny choices that we make that end up being our life. And a parent, as I'm sure your your parents know this too, we can't we can't stop our children from experiencing these things. They must, right? If I can help exactly. minimize that, the pain
1: of it, yeah, yeah.
0: So I think that's wonderful that you do that. Is there is it tough when you're at school? with your friends and everything because I think peer pressure still we all have these affirmations and these things but life interferes and then you get thrown off and you don't know where it's coming from but it hits you hard and all of a sudden you find yourself cutting again oh definitely oh my gosh yeah Um,
1: for me school has always been a trigger for me Um, while I was sometimes would never make it in I but I have a panic attack trying to go into school. Um, I got bullied a lot, um, freshman year mostly. Um, but all through grade school, um, I just have always felt so anxious around people because I always thought of myself as, like, someone that didn't matter. Um, I... I never was a popular person. I never was, like, this um, cheerleader. Like, you know, like, the typical, like, cool people that are in high school. Um, Which is funny because I'm actually writing a blog on this right now. But um, one thing I've always wanted to be was one of those chill girls that, like, can go with the flow, can um, talk to anyone, just be open and loving and um, never get mad. You just see them always, like... Glowing. And my whole thing is now, after last year, um, I think it was the end of last year, I finally was at the point where I was like, nobody matters, nobody can change who I am and what I do and what I love if I'm just sticking with myself. People come and go in your life, so you can't just hold on to every single person you meet in um, their words because they'll constantly stick to you and that's why it's called my blog is called Unlabels because I was always labeled growing up like I was a dancer and I dressed weird and I um, was artsy on Instagram or something and I just always felt like these labels were attacking me and I just wanted to be Skyla so um, I think that I did struggle for so long going to school and being like oh my gosh like I'm not skinny enough I'm not pretty enough I'm not smart enough to be here I'm not even girly enough but in the end no one can be like perfect so I just you can't be you can't have every single thing in the whole world and I am enough for me so I'm enough for everyone then so it just mostly now I walk in that place with no problem because I have my headphones in I'm listening to my music and if people want to talk to me they talk to me people don't i walk by so it's just like um really being like okay with your solitude and loving yourself more
0: that's amazing there was something i was i was thinking about something when you said about the labels and i've said this to my own children and that is it's one of the things we all grow up with we rise to certain expectations we get labels put on us by our parents by our friends by our teachers yeah. we're the o- <clears throat> excuse me the overachiever the wallflower the crybaby the leader the cho- yeah. the cheerleader and it's one of those things where we hear those names we think that's who we are our thoughts make us th- We become what our thoughts are yes, and and our actions follow that. So it's one of the things I've really tried hard raising my kids to not put those kinds of expectations are on them. Right. I just, just, I've told them time and again, I don't care what you do. Just find something that it is that you love to do Mm -hmm. so that you can be who you are and who you're meant to be. Right. And that's not easy but I think that our peers at any age are the most influential people in our life Mm -hmm. and that doesn't change, but what can help them, what can help you is to learn how to have the healthy coping skills so that you can manage this stuff because that stuff never changes. What changes is the strength that you have from the inside out. Yes, And, And that's what I keep coming back to with you. It's like, this has, taken so much courage and the perseverance that you've had to find that and of course I know that you have a great support system I, I think that's yeah. gonna be really helpful for our listeners to hear I also wanted mm-hmm. to, to ask you before we get to the end can you can you talk a little bit about it's hard to know when somebody is struggling and when mm-hmm. they when they need help obviously people are also afraid to ask the hard questions understandably yes. Do you have any specific suggestions for people who can ask what they can ask or signs that they should look for if they're worried about a, a loved one? How would somebody have been able to help you or, or what, what can people say?
1: Um, so the
0: biggest thing for me is, so
1: I really struggle with, I don't want people worrying about me constantly and I don't want to feel like a burden to the people I love. So, um, But the biggest thing for me is I was at dance one day Sobbing, my friend came up to me and just simply hugged me. Didn't say anything and just hugged me, and that was like, like, a remarkable moment for me. I just needed to know people were there, Um, saying you care for them, hearing I love you, Um, saying you know, like, if you go through anything in life, like I'll be here for you, Um, taking them out. If you see a lot of times with issues with mental health, um, they don't shower, they're not like themselves really. They seem a little off um, or they do the opposite where they shower constantly and they're wearing boatloads of makeup. It's when they have a change in themselves. And um, I remember the day my mom really knew something was wrong was because... I just was not getting out of my pajamas all day. I would just stay in my sweatshirt and just stay on the couch. And my mom's like, what are you doing? Like, you are obsessed with (laughs) dresses and like getting crazy clothes on. Like, you don't even want to do that. It's the simple little things that are um, like if they're a painter and they're, they're like, no, I cannot do anything today. I need to stay in bed. You have to ask them, how are you today? Like, are you Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, because it may seem like and maybe they are okay maybe they're just exhausted but it's that thing of just always caring about those you love is so important because the littlest movement and the littlest um, change in one's mind can tumble down into a big breakdown so you always just have to be like um, like my mom will simply be like so how was your day How did you feel today? And I was like, you know, I struggled a little bit, but I had an okay day. Or um, just little questions and don't bombard them. (laughs) Because I would get so overwhelmed when people were like, so, like, you, like, are suicidal still? And I would be like, excuse me, like, why would you ask me that? (laughs) Or, like, are you going to have a panic attack? You can't put a time on those things. So it's very much asking general questions and being there for them. When you see that someone is sad, sit with them and watch a movie. It's so simple to just hug someone and love someone like that.
0: What great advice. I think the the idea of just being with somebody, yeah. to let them know that they're not alone, because I think anybody who suffers from depression, anxiety, any of those issues... Again, we all have them to varying degrees and you want to know that you're not alone and that you matter. I think those are the two key things. I was also going to ask you if you would read um, in my head the things I tell myself. The things I tell
1: myself when I realize I am in a dark place. You got out of here once, you can do it again. People love you. Look at your legs, Arms. You have skin and bones for a reason. Love them. Love you. Put down your phone. It makes everything worse. Look up at the sky. We are all under it together. You are a boss. It is just a small second that hurts. Not life. Stop worrying right now. Just live. Laugh for no reason. Feels good. Get up and dance. You are alive. I know how hard life is with mental illnesses. But for me, I would much rather be living with them than not living at all.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful. And would you mind reading Trust? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Trust.
1: I have always gone by my heart instead of my mind. I think with my heart, I live through my heart. And I think I always will. But when you live through your heart, it breaks much easier. I have lost many people both through life and death. When my journey in the hospital first began, many of the people who were closest to me to back away, ending further and further back until the point where now we do not even make eye contact passing each other in the halls at school. They made me feel that I was too much to carry. That because of who I am, it is just too hard to be with me. I always trusted people with my heart. I thought I knew people when really I didn't. But when I found I was wrong, the trust in me floated away to the point where I felt I should not trust anyone. Because I will always be too much for people. It is just something I have to live with. I struggle letting other people in. I feel that for them to be close to me, they need to know all I have been through. But if I tell them, I think they would probably just back away. I'm too scared to really let people in because I'm scared of losing another person close to me. Here's the thing, though. If I tell one person and this person leaves because of it, I do not need them in my life. It should not make someone run. Those who care about me most will be those who stay by my side. Those who hug me when I am on the floor shaking. Those who will tell me they love me and stay when I tell them to go away so I can be alone. Because I am no burden. Believe me, I know how hard, how much it hurts to feel lonely, how it feels like no one will stay, how everyone leaves, but also know that someone loves you. Trust is scary, and I'm still figuring out how to trust those I meet. I still am learning how to let those who know little about me in. So let's figure this out together. Let our hearts trust, because I would rather share my heart and have a little crack in it than to never share at all. The crack will always mend, but the regret of not knowing will last. Be open. You are special to so many people. You define you, not the people who leave.
0: There's a saying in the Native American Sioux tradition that says, the longest journey you will ever make in your life is from your head to your heart. And I love that you have the courage to live that journey every day. I'm going to go through these rapid fire questions, which I'd love to ask my guests. Okay. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Here is a rapid fire round. Favorite sound? Bird singing. <laughs> favorite smell? Flowers. Worst feeling in the world? Depression. Favorite word? Sun. <laughs> Least favorite word? Sad. Favorite quality in a friend? Loving. Favorite quality in yourself? Kind. What do you do to have fun? Dance. <laughs> Most influential person in your life? My mom. If you could trade lives with one of your friends, male or female, who would it be? Ooh, that's so hard. Because you have too many that you'd want to trade with or none at all?
1: <laughs>
0: I think it would just be
1: weird. <laughs> I don't know. That's so hard. Maybe one of my guy friends. I'll see how it is to be a boy.
0: Okay. How would you live your life differently if you knew no one would judge you?
1: Oh, I would live crazy. I would travel everywhere (laughs) and live in a van.
0: (laughs) Nice. What do you think keeps people stuck or impedes their ability to heal the most? Fear. What advice would you give your younger self?
1: You don't need to be cool or popular.
0: (laughs) You're okay. Be yourself. Just the way you are. Yes. What dream are you ready to bring into the world?
1: Hmm. My writing.
0: Which is something you work on every day. Yeah. That's awesome. And what do you want to be remembered for?
1: Changing people's minds
0: (laughs) and helping them. (laughs) Awesome. After reading your blog and getting to know you, Skyla, I'm reminded of one of my favorite writers and poets, Mark Nepo, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I'm not sure. Maybe. (laughs) You'll love him. You should look up some of his stuff. You'll really appreciate it. But he says that the challenge in life is to help each other to come out of our shell and to live once we're out. And that the purpose of goodness is to keep life going. I really think that you've just shown us how to do that better and how (laughs) how we can all do it better together. So thank, thank you so much. Thank you again for being on Bite of Courage. Yours is contagious for sure. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so thankful that you're alive because the world is a better place with you in it.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It was so wonderful.
0: And I if you wouldn't mind, I would love for you to take us out by reading the last stanza of your poem called The Rising of Me and You. I have gained beauty.
1: It seeps through my veins, through my bloodstream. It slides into my bed each night and rises each morning. It is covered in lavender oil and sunflowers. The sun shining through my pores, making each day become anew. Shining the light so others feel it and see it too. I am no sad story. I am a story of love. I am a story of power. I am a story of light and strength. My journey has just begun. I will now not ever let it go. I will continue to rise just as sunflowers do to the sky. They're rising.
0: Rise with me. (laughs) Thank you, Skylar. Thank you. For anyone listening, please know that you matter and that you are not alone. If you do need help, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And if you'd like to continue this conversation, please head over to the comment section anytime at biteofcourage.com. Or you can email me directly at humormewithmo at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out Skyla's blog, unlabeled.blog. You can also follow her on Instagram at stillsky with two y's and at underscore unlabeled blog. Until next time, be bold, be brave, be daring, and take a bite of courage. The world is waiting for you to rise, just as the sunflowers do, to the sky. See you next week on Bite Of Courage. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into my podcast, Bite of Courage. To learn more about my guests, you can go to biteofcourage.com or go to my website, humormewithmo.com, where I also post weekly articles about finding humor in life's absurdities. Until next time, be bold, be daring, be brave, and take a bite of courage. This is a trio production, All Rights Reserved.